Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? What is up? Uh, last Monday, we reviewed Jojo Rabbit, and we opened up, and I told you a little story about uh, this aggro Amazon driver that was parked block in the bike lane. I, I gave him a little tap on his mirror. He didn't like that. Um, I had another altercation that was much more... Uh, adventurous i'll call it a couple days prior that i was saving to tell you about in this cast uh right along the lakeshore of chicago's lakefront drive it's like a eight like eight to ten lane surface highway right and if you are trying to get to the to the waterfront you got to sit there waiting for the lights change for a long fucking time right and i'm on my bicycle uh i'm i'm sitting there in a, a left turn lane there's like three left turn lanes and one right turn lane where i'm at right and from where I'm going to turn, I'm not really going to go into the actual lakefront drive. I'm going to pull off and go on to the bike path, right, and which parallels it. And I'm sitting there, and everything's fine. And then the light turn, turns green, right? And then I hear someone right behind me and to my right in the right turn lane peel out, and the roads are wet, so he starts to hydroplane. And you know how, like, it sounds a little bit different, but it's still, it's like when, that's, when you're on a bicycle and that's right behind you, it's like it's fucking shocking. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And so I start pulling ahead, you know, I start biking, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ride my bicycle, and, you know, there's, like, like again, three left-hand turn lanes and one right-hand turn lane. And the guy who's peeling out, I suddenly realize he's trying to also get turn... Get back into the left turn lane from the right turn but lane. He, so he's trying to get around me on my right-hand side and turn left from the right-hand turn lane. Wow. So not only is that illegal, it's extremely dangerous. And I look down, because he's like in a you know, regular-sized car, and his window's open. I'm like, I just shouted, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, get the fuck out of my way, motherfucker. And I'm like, okay, so he's shouting at me <laughs> while he's breaking the law, and he's peeling out and almost hits me. So if someone almost hits you and they didn't see you, it's one thing. And when they, they do something intentionally and they're angry at me about it, like that's fucking game on right so of course he gets about two blocks down and gets to another red light right yeah and i'm on the i'm on the bike path and i'm riding and he's in like the middle lane out of like four lanes you know so like one lane over right um and there's you know there's a whole row of cars ahead of him around both sides of him right and and i'm just like you know i could go on my day i could go about my day uh but this guy would get away with it he would just he would go on his day and think haha i did that and it's fine, and he'll forget about it, and he'll just do it again, right? So I'm getting closer and closer, and uh, it, it, you know, right as I'm about to pass him, the the car that was right to his right, sort of in between the two of us, pulls ahead about ten feet, and there's my <laughs> there's my opening, there's my fucking opening, and I'm just like, oh man, like this is. It, like a split second goes by, but the whole time I'm just like, uh, okay, all right, I'm going for it. So, uh, full speed, hopped off the fucking path, hopped off the curb into Lakefront Drive, into this highway, uh, fast as I could. And as I come zipping past him, just fucking kicked his, his back right quarter panel as hard as I fucking could. I could feel it like press in, like it definitely, nice. like, <laughs> bot, you know, banged into the fucking thing. And, you know, it didn't, didn't stop. 
I didn't stop. I didn't, you know, it was all one smooth movement. And I've, you know, I've done this before, obviously. Uh, and he just, the guy goes fucking ballistic, <laughs> goes fucking ballistic. <laughs> And, and I'm and now I'm I'm just you know I'm back on the bike path. I hopped off and hopped back on and just fucking bammed him. Uh, and he can see where I'm at, right? And so he comes, you know, like cuts off a car to get over lane. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit, this guy's fucking crazy. Like this guy's nuts, right? And <laughs> this guy might run you down on the he bike might, path. Yeah, like he might try driving his car down the bike path, which would be hilarious because he'd get fucking arrested, right? Yeah. Um, but so he 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 pulls up to like the next driveway where there's like, you know, there's like a little, little pull in next to this fucking yacht harbor thing. And he pulls up and he blocks the bike path with his car. Now, you know, I mean, that's that's not doing anything, but he gets out and he's like, I can tell he wants to fight like he's going to fight about it. Right. It's like, all right, guy. So he he's like crouched down like he's going to jump out from behind the car like I don't see him <laughs> or something. You know, Gee, I wonder who I wonder why this car is parked right. <sighs> right. <laughs> the right. Is parked like so he, he thinks I'm just going to go like right down the bike lane. He's going to jump out and tackle me or something like I don't know what he's thinking. He's a fucking idiot. Wait, uh, so could I, as someone who has never biked before, I'm going to assume you just swerved out of the bike lane and around him and then kept going. Well, it's like a, there's like this little U-shaped driveway right where mm-hmm. he, he's at. And on the other side of it, it actually it splits where there's like a there's there's like another bike lane but they want you to jog on it right so it's like they don't have joggers and cyclists kind of competing for space in this one kind of denser area mm. so i just went around his car and went the other way and he's just like well you fucking bitch you fucking bitch like i'm a like like me not wanting to get in a fight with him like being smart enough to figure out how to piss him off without getting into an actual fight like that, that I'm somehow the loser. And I'm like, no, dude, like I know he was fucking pissed guys like that. Like their car is their dick. Right. And me kicking his fucking car was like kicking him in the fucking balls as far as his ego is concerned. So yeah, that was fun. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, on that, on that violent note, we should get to some more, uh, violence with the, uh, de- democratic debate was last night. And, um, Holy shit. Like this was, you know, I mean, I've talked before on this podcast about how I'm a pro wrestling fan and this, this, this was the most pro wrestling debate I think I've ever seen in a democratic, uh, primary and any, any, you know, political, well, now I, you know, I shouldn't say that cause Donald Trump's debates were pretty fucking WWE, you know, like, but this, this was, this was really, uh, actually interesting. Uh, even though it was, you know, uh, extremely infuriating at times. I, I still think, like, largely, uh, I enjoyed it because most of it was just people, you know, taking turns kicking Mike Bloomberg in the dick. So, how can you not like that? You know, oh, it was it was great. Um, th- there's been some great memes going around of uh, just like there's there's one where it's a bunch of people beating someone in the street with poles. And and like it's all it's Bloomberg is big getting beaten and it's everyone else's name except for Booty Judge of course because you know yeah. Booty Judge is off calling the police to help his buddy Mike Bloomberg, uh, yeah, yeah no uh, unbelievable I mean Liz Warren like scalped him on national TV like she legit fucking you know, um and it, it was just it, it was it was brutal um so yeah I mean we we'll get into the specifics of it I I think you know. People were like, oh, Liz Warren had an amazing debate. I, I I disagree. I think she had some really good rehearsed moments where she destroyed Bloomberg. And, you know, good for her for doing that. And I'm glad that somebody did it. You know, I think other people also got great hits in on him. I think Bernie uh, obliterated him with substantive uh, 
off the cuff answers, which I, you know, you could argue is a little bit better. But I mean, look, you know, they, I think they were both effective against Bloomberg. I think Biden was even effective against Bloomberg. I, the, Michael Bloomberg is so fucking reprehensible that he actually made me like Biden for five minutes during this debate. Like it was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe that it was. Well, it, it, you know, I think we've talked about how all of them hate Booty Judge, right? Because mm-hmm. he's yeah. not, he's not in government. I mean, he no, was a mayor of a small yeah. town, and a he's also just like he doesn't show any level of respect to any of them, right? And then he's just like he's condescending when he's the youngest one there, right? And you can't and, and you least can't, successful also, right? Exactly, and you just you can't condescend to people who are your elders, who just know more than you, right? About about everything political, right? But then you've got Bloomberg; it's like on another level, right? Where he's just. Like he makes Buttigieg almost look respectful. <laughs> and oh, he's just—he can't be he's such a fucking smug. Like he is like the comically stereotypical version of like a liberal elitist that Republicans like, you know, think that all uh, you know people left of center are like that. That's who they are describing when they talk about it, and he validates all that because he's everything that they, you know, describe when they describe like a coastal like liberal elitist authoritarian wants to control your life, you know. Right. And he is also like the the things that have been somewhat off limits that are just like, you know, too low of a blow for any of the candidates to to pull on each other. Bloomberg doesn't have those reservations. He'll just, he'll fucking say anything, right? Like even worse than than Buttigieg. Uh, And you saw that last night where he was saying things about Bernie that were just like, oh, come the fuck on. Like communist? Really? Really? Bernie was like, that's a cheap shot. Yeah. (laughs) And and Um, Bernie, Bernie lets a lot of things fly that are cheap shots without actually saying it, right? Yeah, especially from fucking Liz Warren, who got in quite a few, and we'll talk about that later. But I do want to spend the first part of the podcast discussing uh, everyone's just absolute, you know, obliteration of, of Mike Bloomberg, just, just unbelievably. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to play a couple of clips here. Uh, first, I'll play uh, Liz Warren's clip, uh, or one of the Warren clips from uh, the debate in, where, in which she absolutely annihil- uh, annihilated Bloomberg. So let's, let's listen to that. ...against a billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is, but understand this. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. This country has worked for the rich for a long time and left everyone else in the dirt. It is time to... So, um... Yeah, so his face during this and his face during uh, a good chunk of this debate was just fucking priceless. Like, he blinks like such a fucking crackhead, like when he's nervous or when he doesn't know how to respond. It's amazing to me that this guy, who's fucking one signature piece of legislation during his 12 years as mayor, because he's a fucking fascist who got rid of term limits so he could run for another term in New York... um, during his 12 years as mayor, his one major accomplishment was stop and frisk, a massively racist, authoritarian, right-wing policing policy um, in which he, uh, you know, terrorized black and brown uh, citizens of New York City. So 
going into this debate, it's amazing to me that he didn't have better answers for some of these obvious attacks that would be coming towards him. Oh, did you it, see the Onion article today? Oh, the, about how he... Uh, how, what, I forget the exact headline. But it about was his, uh, his like his servants. forcing his maids and servants to dress up like the other candidates and so he could just practice beating them at, at debating. <laughs> but like they, they weren't actually allowed to debate. Yeah. You know, and it's it's everyone just you know the commentary after the debate was like, did he not prepare at all for this? Because none of his answers on any of this stuff sounded like he was ready for it, and and I think he really you know again he's one of these multi billionaires where you he doesn't hire people to advise him he hires people to tell him he's right, right and and he's also came, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> right, and it's just it's like I don't. You know, if you really wanted to win, you would practice on, you know, how are you going to answer that question? And everyone else up there, you can tell, even Biden, uh, tries to prepare for some of these tough questions. You know, I mean, he still fumbles it, but you can tell he's at least... I I, I was like, come on, Biden, Biden, pull yourself (laughs) together. Come on, hit it. Like when he was trying to hit Bloomberg with that thing, and he's like, ah, and we sent sent election... uh, uh, or we sent a monitor or moderators. He he wanted to say monitors, but he said moderators. Like, God damn it, Biden! Come on, just fucking pull it together so you can hit him with this. Because <laughs> I wanted him to land all, that blow. But oh, absolutely! You're, you're all on the same team for at least one night. Yeah, <laughs> well, like the, it's like the Royal Rumble. Everyone teams up to throw the big guy, the you know, the seven footer out, and then then they can go back to fighting each other. You know, and I know people Although are worried three about three footer in his case. Yeah, I know people have been worried about Bloomberg just because he has so much money, but. You know, it, it's everyone that has known that he's terrible at debating. You know, if you look at all of his other debates, it was only when he was, you know, had somebody that was just even worse than him, right? And, and it was usually only one on one, right? So you could kind of like get into his flow or whatever. And, and that was also a long time ago, too. Like he hasn't been on a debate stage for what, 13 years now? Yeah, no, that's 13 years of being, you know, surrounded by people who kiss his fucking ass all day long because he's the eighth richest person in the world and the other seven are not politicians. So he's literally the richest politician in the world. Um, If that doesn't tell you how fucking broken our system is that he's, you know, in second place in national polling, allegedly. But and, and, you know, he's not a real threat, I don't think, in as much as that he's not he's going to. I mean, I think between Warren and Sanders, he's probably going to drop 10 to 15 points in the national polling in the next month. But, um, well, did you see the, the, um, the, like the betting average for, uh, for Bloomberg? Oh, that was glorious. Dropped 8.8% during like the first hour. Ended, ended at 12.5%, I think, by the end of the debate. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he was down like 21, Bernie's up to 45% to win the nomination outright, not, not to, you know, just win the pledged delegates count, but just to win the nomination. Right. Well, there was a, there was a great headline. Uh, yeah, I've been saying this for know, at least about a month or so that this is he's not going to pull votes away from Bernie. He's only going to further slice up the centrist pie. And there was an article. This headline: uh, Michael Bloomberg's uh, Michael Bloomberg's candidacy may be a gift to Bernie Sanders. And hundred oh, percent. The the picture was just Bernie smiling at a podium. <laughs> was the thing. The the quote here is hilarious though. Uh, it, this is from. Um, Oh, Bloomberg's uh, campaign manager, Kevin Sheiky, um, said it's it's shameful. It's a shameful turn of events to see Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump deploy the very same attacks and tactics against Mike. But for, but the reason is clear. At this point, the primary is Bernie's to lose and ours to win. 
Bernie knows this. Trump knows this. That's why they are, they are united in their campaign against Mike. Like, what, what a fucking stupid quote. It's Bernie's to lose and ours to win? Well, well I, the other thing they <laughs> tweeted was that Bernie is Trump's bro now. Like, they're trying to paint that narrative, which is hilarious, because Bernie actually tweeted in response a picture of Bloomberg and Trump golfing together <laughs> oh, with I no mean. caption underneath. It was just like, yeah, all right, dude. Let's, let's see if you want to... Not to mention all the times you probably flew on the Lolita Express with him, but that's a whole nother fucking ball of wax that, uh, that you were one of the people in Epstein's Black Book. Um, so but, th- there was a um, it was just after we recorded last week that this uh, Yahoo News slash YouGov poll came out. Uh, and I, I keep fi- like I, got, I have Yahoo News bookmarked because for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they have like decent non-biased political reporting uh, that you're not going to find at like the Atlantic or Politico or WAPO or the Hill or whatever. And they it seems like there's a bunch of people that, that make up Yahoo News that used to work at other news desks that like have gotten laid off and have now all formed. <laughs> people that couldn't like get a, a job at Bloomberg because they weren't sufficiently, you know, suck-ups enough. To, exactly, to... exactly. Like, the, the guy that wrote up this article, I'm guessing may have, like, designed the poll as well because he had, like, a ton of data charts, like a scatter point of, like, all this. Like, he looked like he's, like, a data nerd, right? And I went into his Twitter account, and his... Like his fucking like a web page link goes to like his personal blog about architecture. So he's, <laughs> he's like cl- clearly not a careerist, this guy. Um, but he did a poll that found out that in a head to head matchup, Bernie beats every single other Democrat. So this 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 lie that, you know, Bernie's only doing well because there's so many other people running. It's like if there was only one person running against Bernie, he would still beat every single one of them. If Bernie ran against Clobuta Warren in a, in a you know in a primary, he would right. look like that. Like oh, Bernie versus the moderates for thirty twenty seven percent to fifty three percent. Like that's yeah. not how fucking elections work. Like, I just saw. Pick, um, you know. Somebody like saw that that chart where they met, they like combined three candidates yeah, yeah. against Bernie to get fifty three percent to his twenty seven, and they they referred to that as the uh, human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's great. So the the awesome thing about this poll uh, was how much attention it got uh, last week. But I, I went back and read some more of it because there was there was a ton of data. It wasn't just hey we call people and say yeah no it was, like. it was very well yeah it, it was it was like they spent time right and people that really spend time on data that aren't biased not like the Nate Silvers out there uh, are usually are, are people who you know they might have their own invested mm-hmm. interest in it but they are they're able to like step aside from that and look at the real data. Uh, one of the things that found was that um, in a head to head matchup of every Democratic candidate versus every other Democratic candidate, Bloomberg loses to all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw every that. Every yeah. single one, right? And the, my favorite part, though, is that of, of all the people who can beat him, uh, Judge, the only person he can beat in a head-to-head matchup is Bloomberg. So Judge <laughs> loses to every single one else except for Mike Bloomberg in this poll. Oh, man, that's that's about accurate. And Buttigieg, I mean, just... I don't have a clip of it, but a- a- Amy fucking ate his lunch today. Like, you know, she... I mean, she, you know, he he tried to come at her, and she was just like, listen, you little fucking 
shit. Like oh, I've been doing this for it was fifteen years. She she said, "Oh, you, all you've done is memorize a bunch of fucking talking points from your consultants." Like I've been doing. I was like, "Damn, Amy!" Like she reminds me so much of Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm, in which she can just kind of smile and then just cut your balls off. <laughs> uh, there there was one point where Booty Judge is doing his calm little. Uh, recitation of all the things he didn't like about her and she just she's smiling and then she literally just turns to him and goes if only we could be as perfect as you Pete she, <laughs> and I fucking died laughing I was just like oh shit she went she was, I was like I really for Pete's sake hope, hope there's not a stapler underneath her podium because he's gonna get a fucking stapler sticking out of his eye hole in about two seconds like oh, she, she's gonna stay his eyelids so shut mad. yeah or his mouth shut <laughs> just here give me your lips oh my god Oh, some poor staffer just just got so horribly abused after that debate. So wh- whatever staffer she has, it looks the most like Pete just got fucking, you know, got his like ball stomped on after the debate, probably. Um, but here. Yeah, so here's another clip. Um, Bloomberg. I mean, and again, if people haven't seen this, they should go back and watch, you know, the whole. I mean, I know it's torturous to watch one of these things, but. Go back and check it out because it's honestly very entertaining for most of it because people are just constantly shooting on Bloomberg. Way too many audio clips for me to even pull to play them all. But um, at one point, Bloomberg was, you know, they talked about Bernie's billionaire should not exist comment. And uh, they were like, well, you know, have you earned your money? And he's go- and Bloomberg's like, yes, yes, I, I've, I've worked very hard and I, I've, I've earned my money and uh, and I'm giving it all away, which is total fucking bullshit. I mean, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He has $60 billion dollars. He's the ninth richest person in the world. If he if he's referring to spending money on his political campaign, uh, that's not giving it away. That's self-aggrandizing yourself using money. That which, by the way, despite the fact that he's spending obscene amounts of money, you know, up upwards of three uh, three to four hundred million dollars already, um, he makes one point six billion dollars a year in interest on his fucking money. So like, this is not even an interest payment for him like the, that he's going to end up spending on this election. So this is fucking pocket change for him. It's just um, like a, like a, like a black hole event horizon where like just other money is just falling into this <laughs> fucking gravity well that can't come out. And he's just, you know, everywhere he walks, it's just sucking into his, into his yeah. own wallet. So, and so he, yeah, so th- this fucking prick is it. So of course nobody earns a fucking billion dollars, let alone $60 billion. And Bernie made a point of, of letting him know that uh, at the debate, and it was fucking glorious. It was, a, it was an off-the-cuff moment, but I fucking loved it. Uh, really top-notch. So here's the audio from that. Just to me. It is your policy. Thank you. It is my policy, and I'm very proud of that policy. All right? What we need to do to deal with this grotesque level of income and wealth inequality is make sure that those people who are working... You know what, Mr. Bloomberg? wasn't you who made all that money. Maybe your workers played some role in that as well. And it is important that those workers are able to share the benefits. Also, when we have so many people who go to work every day and they feel not good about their jobs, they feel like cogs in a machine. I want workers to be able to sit on corporate boards as well so they can have some say over what happens to their lives. That's great. Yeah, I mean, Bernie's talking about Marx's writing there, the alienation from one's own labor um, that, that is so essential to capitalism to make people feel beaten down, like they don't deserve good things, um, you know, like they they don't deserve to have health care. That's, I mean, that's one of the things we don't talk about with the health care 
Medicare for all thing is this, you know, so like it's a talking point that yes, you, it's not fair that when you leave a job, you could lose your health care. But it's, it's like, well, why would employers want you to be stuck on health care? It's like, well, because then you're loyal and you're afraid to quit and look for something better. It's a way to keep you, you know, basically anchored to your desk, so to speak, uh, with feeling like you don't have the freedom to go somewhere else if you wanted to. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And 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 his it, the plan he was talking about was his idea of um, basically, you know, forcing major corporations to to incorporate elements of worker co ops, basically, where you at least put, you know, your actual fucking on the ground, you know, bottom of the of the corporate power structure workers on these boards so that they have a fucking say in how they're treated and how they're paid and how the fucking higher ups are paid and you know. 20% is a really minuscule number. I mean, you know, by comparison in terms of like a voting thing, but even that Bloomberg was like, oh, I, I no, I absolutely do not support this. I think we're, I think we're giving Donald Trump a, a reelect, a gift for reelection just by having this conversation. He just could not be more out of touch. It's fucking unbelievable. I just I, I can't I, I can't believe that this is even well, like a, a, yeah. Did you uh, see this this fucking right wing blue check on Twitter that had the the, the Trotsky uh, tweet? He tweeted out in like several different locations. I saw this, but hey, this is some fucking dipshit named uh, Cash Jackson, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, he, he like formatted his his tweet as like bullet points, right? So you like you know he's fucking super you know pent up in his brain. Uh, point number one. Bernie calls it our revolution, in quotes, like referring to, I guess, his, his you know, one of his dark money packs. Uh, bullet point number two, Bernie wrote a book called Our Revolution. Point number three, Leon Trotsky also wrote a book called Our Revolution. Uh, point number four, <laughs> Leon Trotsky was a communist. Point number five, hashtag Bernie is a communist. And then put like a little graphic where it's like the hammer and sickle and a star, Sanders 2020, it like looks awesome. I was going to say, just, they, just they, like, they make him look so much more awesome than he actually is. Yeah, there was, there was this meme going around on a Bloomberg Reddit. Uh, and it was like Bernie and a guillotine and the communist flag and like a bunch of his supporters, right? And then for no reason at all, it was like the, the fucking Notre Dame behind him for some reason. <laughs> like, I guess they, like whatever graphic art they started with, it was like the guillotine next to Notre Dame. And like that, they, it was they like just from went the French, from yeah, French Revolution. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how is this not a parody so awesome. by somebody who, uh, you know, it, it, I, that got shared a ton. We shared that on our page too, but. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and it's just like they're so fucking terrified of paying a little more in taxes. It's unbelievable. This um, I have another clip from the debate um, where in which they it was basically the, the socialism conversation, which they inexplicably fucking bring up every debate, even though it's been talked about to death. I mean, we, we, we already know that people don't give a fuck. About labels, they actually care about the candidate, which is why, you know, they could, oh, well, you know, 30% uh, or 60% of the country say they wouldn't be comfortable supporting a socialist. Meanwhile, the person leading the Democratic field in, you know, in, 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 in approval and in votes is Bernie Sanders. So it's like, well, clearly either A, they don't think he's a socialist, or B, they don't really give a fuck and they just care about the policies that he's talking about. And you're just, you know, using these fucking push polls to scare you know, boomers and to, to, to you know, scaremongering about fucking socialism. What was the, what was the fucking right wing uh, radio talk commentator that was like, I would rather have a socialist than Donald Trump? Was you, who was that guy? I didn't the, see that. Um, I don't know. It's the, he's got a, oh, Joe Walsh. 
Joe oh, Walsh. Wow. Not not the guy from the Eagles, but Joe Walsh, like the yeah, shitty... the guy who ran against Trump for five minutes. Yeah, uh, deadbeat dad, those child support, Joe Walsh. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was like, I'd rather have a socialist than Donald Trump. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like, okay, Damn. okay. Somebody salty about getting one uh, percent in the Iowa caucuses. It, it was like my uh, my old boss, who was a uh, fucking right wing Trump supporter, was like, yeah, I don't agree with a lot of things Bernie says, but I believe everything he says. You know, and you know, I I would probably be okay with half the stuff that Bernie's doing, but I wouldn't really like the other half. But just knowing I could trust the guy would would be a huge thing. That's enough. And honestly, that is such an important uh, thing to so many non-voters. And I cannot tell people enough, like especially people who we kind of, you know, who listen to the show or that we associate with, who are so fucking neck deep in politics. I talk to a lot of non-voters, you know, at work and my family and shit. Shit like that is super fucking important. It, like Joe Rogan cited that as one of the things. Like he he's, he basically said the same thing when he was asked, you know, and he kind of off the cuff was like, "Yeah, no, I think I'll probably vote for Bernie." You know, I mean, he's consistent. I could trust him. I don't necessarily agree with everything he wants to do on the economy, but I I believe that he's doing. You know, that he's not uh, bullshitting me. Like basically, like like that. It, that goes so fucking far for so many people, and like. I, all these labels and all this, like, you know, the, the shit that the minutia that we get caught up in, it really doesn't matter to a lot of voters. Like most of them are just like, you know, they'll, he- they'll hear, they'll hear someone like Bernie and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I like what he's talking about. Like, you know, you see, he seems pretty genuine. And then they hear more about his record and how he's been fighting for these things for 40 years. And it's like, yeah, they don't really give a fuck if he's a Democrat or an independent or a fucking socialist or a communist. Like they don't give a fuck. It's like, well, yeah, I, I noticed that... Um, I need healthcare. Like, you know... <laughs> the the last debate they did, uh, even, like, Booty Judge was like, people don't really care about the label capitalist or socialist in today's day and age. What they really care about is, you know, uh, <laughs> like, whatever he said. And then on this debate, he totally reversed course and said, you know, well, we, we should be voting for uh, a real Democrat and, and implying that Bernie and Bloomberg weren't... He will say anything. I mean... Say anything, yeah. He, we literally had that quote from the, the person running, running against him in the DNC chair race who said... Let, to him that li- he literally said to her, this is politics. You say whatever you need to say to win. So it's like, yeah, that's who he is. That's who he's been. Oh, uh, I, sometimes I'll just listen to him talking in the debate and I'll start transcribing and I'll just like drop out every uh, like third or fourth word he says <clears> to, <throat> to make just a slightly more exaggerated version of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And, to, and so I, I did one last night where I was just sort of like dropping every like maybe seventh word he said and, and making a, a, a somewhat coherent sentence out of it. So uh, th- this was like 90% his actual words. Uh, so it's, uh, our party has values, a tradition that includes excellence. At the end of the day, it's about standing for moments, living deeply, seeing futures, forward, rising as one, individually, circular, breathing. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, just, it's, it's just the, the epitome of like a corporate, uh, you know, feel good poster that means nothing. It means absolutely yeah. nothing, but Completely. it's designed to make you think you just learned something, uh, but didn't. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, have you ever seen the movie Mystery Men? Yes. He, he's he's the sphinx of presidential candidates. He just says a lot of shit that like sounds profound, but you think about it for 10 seconds, you're like, that makes no fucking sense. You're just repeating the premise of the beginning of your, of your <laughs> sentence at the end of your sentence. <laughs> like if you don't learn to master your rage, then your rage will become your master. Like that's everything Pete Buttigieg says is <laughs> fucking meaningless like that. <laughs> what if we raged on behalf of the machine? <laughs> 
Yeah. They that warned us. Look around. at the check out the cover of Evil Empire. They they knew about this fucking guy oh, <laughs> way before I any know. of us did. I, know. Um, I, I swear Booty Jedge is like, you know, there was this article going around uh this week about or maybe no, it wasn't this week. I saw it this week, it might have been a little bit more uh, old than that, but it was it was like one of the jurors for uh some like Boston uh, mobster guy that got convicted had gotten in touch with the guy and they started writing letters and she found out that he was one of the people that the CIA uh, was doing like mind control experiments on with LSD when he'd previously been a prisoner and how it it like scarred him for life. Now we're not talking about like drop some acid back in the no, 60s. No, we're talking about like MK Ultra shit? Like yeah, the, MK yeah. Ultra where they would give give one person 100 doses of acid at once. And it would, like, permanently change their personality forever, which, I mean, I've seen people, like, go catatonic for months at a time from just one bad trip. Yeah. You know, I've seen that happen. And they had to be put on a certain kind of drug that, to, like, get them halfway coherent again, but it caused them to, like, lose, a, you know, like, just they, they weren't the same person anymore. Uh, and she realized that, like, if this person was being, you know, had all the shit done to them, did they really even know right from wrong if they committed murder? Uh, and, of course, they... they Case argued he did, but it was still. She's like, I couldn't, I could never make that decision again, and I don't know why they didn't tell us about any of that uh, in his defense. But Booty J seems like the, the like the perfect Manchurian candidate that like all of those experiments were designed to come up with like <laughs> him. Right, like it never worked out the way they wanted it to, but if it did, it would have been Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. It would be the end result, <laughs> or he was the one administering the, the, the fucking thousand, hundred doses of LSD to the people, <laughs> right, like, right. just coldly staring into their fucking eye, eyes as he administered it. You know, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, this is another great clip, um, and you know this this is something we've uh, you, you've you've mentioned before. You you don't really love the whole um, you know socialism for the rich talking point that the left uses sometimes and. I agree, and we'll, I'm going to play this clip because Bernie uses it here, sure. and I agree largely with with the points you're making. But I also think it's, uh, it, it it works on people who aren't necessarily open to socialism. Sure. When they hear it in this, you know what I mean. No, and, I, I recognize its value. We'll, we'll play the clip. And yeah, yeah I'll play the clip and and listen to the and people listening to this, listen to the way Bloomberg like tries to interject during. Like, listen to how fucking offended he is during this. And then we'll uh, talk about it. Sanders, my next, the next question is for you. Uh, Senator Sanders, our latest NBC News Wall Street Journal poll released yesterday, two-thirds of all voters said they were uncomfortable with a socialist candidate for president. What do you say to those voters, sir? What was the result of that poll? Who was winning? Yeah. The questions, questions to you. Well, the question was that I was winning, and I think by a fairly comfortable margin. Mike mentioned that. But here is the point. Let's talk about democratic socialism, not communism, Mr. Bloomberg. That's a cheap shot. Let's talk about democratic. <laughs> Let's talk about what goes on in countries like Denmark, where Pete correctly pointed out they have a much higher quality of life in many respects than we do. What are we talking about? We are living in many ways in a socialist society right now. Problem is, as Dr. Martin Luther King reminded us, we have socialism for the very rich, rugged individualism for the poor. Wait a second. Let me finish. When Donald Trump gets $800 million in tax breaks and subsidies to build build luxury condominiums, that's socialism for the rich. 
Wait, wait, Walmart, we have to subsidize Walmart's workers who are on Medicaid and food stamps because the wealthiest family in America pays starvation wages. That's socialism for the rich. I believe in democratic socialism okay, for enough. working people, not billionaires. Health care for all, okay. educational opportunity all right, for all. Senator, thank you. Mayor Bloomberg, would you like to, that works the question was about socialism? <laughs> this is that, that come on this is a, like he kept looking he kept like like t- like telling the fucking teacher like looking at the moderator being like well, come on i love stop him. when when they're all trying to stop bernie and he's just like a fucking bulldozer and he's like louder than all of them and none of them can even get close to his volume <laughs> the, the best like, thing oh, about center, center. oh please no, no, no. <laughs> he just fucking Which is the, the best thing about mike bloomberg running is he has no compunction at all about, about being like shut the fuck up and let me finish like he won't do that to like Warren or somebody, but he could do that to Bloomberg. No fucking problem. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, let me finish. Don't even right. don't even try it. You know. Well, so yeah, my 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 issue with the is people that want to say, well, uh, you know, so, socialism is just the government giving subsidies out, which is not. It's not what it means. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to means that we yeah. have some kind of public ownership, right? You know, and I've talked about this before. Like, we don't we don't really own the police. Right. It's a it's supposed to be a government institution, you know, but we we do own parks collectively. We own the roads collectively. We own libraries collectively. Right. Those things get government funding, but it's still it's not, you know, just the, the when people say, well, you know, uh, 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 corporate sub- subsidies is is socialism. It's like, no, it's that's still capitalism. It's a form. Of, it reinforces of, the idea that welfare is socialism, which is not like, you know, right. Exactly. And then people say, well, that, you know, it's uh, subsidies to corporations isn't capitalism, it's corporatism. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's the same, fu- it's not crony capitalism. It's not, it's just, it's, it's yeah. fucking capitalism. That's all it is. It's all it's always been. It's the enclosure of the commons. It's the privatization of things we used to collectively own and don't anymore. Uh, you know, go, go study the history of capitalism. It started in like 1649 with the Diggers' Rebellion in England, yeah. right? The very first time they tried to roll out capitalism, people hated it and they tried to revolt. <laughs> so I wonder why. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was like, oh, you can't grow the crops anymore. You have to. We're gonna we're gonna take the land, and now you have to buy it from us. It's like we already lived on the land. We already subsist off the land for you know a million years. Well, we're not gonna do that anymore. Yeah. Sorry. And they, they were like, so, uh, no, no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and yeah, and I agree, and that's true. And I think, you know, and I think we can both agree the utility of this, though, is that it makes people like Bloomberg shit their adult diaper because they can't right. stand being talked. They can't stand people calling out the fact that they didn't actually earn what they fucking have and that they were given it because they have a lot of money and were able to buy influence in the government and it's it's actually in a way it's almost and i think this is what mlk was doing and i think this is what bernie does when he says it it's kind of just using the negative connotations that people like bloomberg put around socialism and turning it back on them and saying no the the socialism you're talking about this negative you know uh type of government that you're talking about is actually what you're taking advantage of i want to actually create a more equitable society. That's my definition sure. of socialism. Like, so yeah, I, I, and I agree. It's not. It, it's capitalism. What what actually you know they're de- he's describing. But I think it's useful to, for people that are, you know, the the types who are like, well, I like Bernie, but I'm not sure about a socialist. You know, like people who are who are scared by that label. I think this kind of argument is persuasive for them. Right. And you know that when they do those polls, they're like, you know, oh, well, 70% of Americans aren't comfortable with the socialist as a president. Well, if, you, if you're calling them to, to get those numbers, there's no way that that's not a push poll. 
There's yeah, no 100%. way that, you know, if you said, hey, do you like Bernie Sanders? 70% say yes. Well, then how can 70% also say they don't like a Democratic socialist? It's because no one fucking cares about the label. Yeah. They like Bernie. And when you're like, oh, but Bernie's a Democratic socialist, you're like, mm, okay, I guess it's not that bad anymore. And they're like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So you know, you know that when they're calling... To, to say, ooh, socialism's scary. What do you think? You know they're not saying, hey, what do you think about Bernie Sanders? And then asking the next question. No. It's like, what do you think about government taking over all aspects of the economy and society? It's like, you know, they, they, they'll ask it in the most, like, fear-mongery, bullshit ways possible. Right. They want people to process it in a way that they wouldn't normally. It goes against the way that they actually think about things, right? And, and if you think about it, what's the root word of socialism? Social. Social, yeah. Society, right? <clears throat> Fred Hampton, the late Fred Hampton, who was uh, assassinated by the FBI, uh, said it very simply. Socialism is the people. If you're afraid of socialism, you're afraid of yourself. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Miss that guy. Um, I, I went to his mural, uh, finally. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw, saw the, the picture. That was, that was yeah. cool. That was really cool. Uh, it's definitely not in a gentrifying <laughs> part of town. It's definitely in like a part of town that looks more like Detroit. Uh, you know, a little, I mean, I'm not like totally sketchy, but I was, you know, I was, uh, I didn't like hang out there with the mural very long. I was kind of like, all right, got it. Click. And then took <laughs> off. Um, but, That's, you know. That is awesome though. Um, but yeah, so uh, one more moment I want to highlight from the debate. And um, it's perhaps the most infuriating uh, moment of the debate. And I'm kind of shocked that this isn't like, National news everywhere. This should be the biggest story in the fucking world today. Um, but apparently nobody seems to give a shit. And maybe that's partly because NBC, I guess, thought so badly of people of all the candidates answers that they actually removed this from the stream that they uploaded to YouTube. They uploaded the whole debate and apparently cut this one question and, 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 you know, section of answers from the candidates. So which completely makes everyone more suspect and more alert about what they're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's the, the only reason they do that is because the DNC called them up and said, hey, get rid of that. Like, there's no other reason for them to just cut the last question of the debate, like, for no fucking reason when they didn't cut any other parts of the debate. Um, so here's, here's the question and the answer. Um, and basically the question is, uh, hey, do you guys support democracy? Uh, and do you support the will of the voters? Uh, and let's see how everyone answers. We are at the end here. I got to let that one go. We are, we are not. We are less than two weeks away from a national primary. And I want to ask all of you this simple question. There's a very good chance none of you are going to have enough delegates to the Democratic National Convention to clinch this nomination. Okay. If that happens. I want all of your opinions on this. Should the person with the most delegates at the end of this primary season be the nominee, even if they are short of a majority? Senator Sanders, I'm going to let you go last year because I know your view on this. <laughs> so instead, I will start with you, Mayor Bloomberg. Whatever the rules of the Democratic Party are, they should be followed. And if they have a process, which I believe okay. they do, I'm trying to do so this that everybody else, fast. everybody can, can... So you can, want the convention to work its will? Yes. Senator Warren. But a convention working its will means that people have the delegates that are pledged to them, and they keep those delegates until so the leading you come person? to the convention. No? All okay. of the people. All righty. Vice President Biden? Play by the rules. Yes or no? Leading person with the delegates, should they be the nominee or not? No. Let the process work its way out. Mayor Buttigieg? Not necessarily. Not to listen. Senator story. Klobuchar? Let the process work. Senator Sanders? Well, the process includes 500 superdelegates on the second ballot. <laughs> 
So I think that right. the will of the people should okay. prevail. Yes. Right. Thank you, guys. Most votes should become the nominee. Five no's and a yes. Hey, look, gee, I wonder why Bernie was the only one who got applause during that line, because he's the only one that didn't tell the voters to fuck off and that their votes mean literally nothing. Bloomberg's answer was was the most disturbing because he's like, well, whatever the process, whatever the rules say, I mean, they literally just changed the fucking rules. Gee, so I wonder who's on the rules committee. Will you, the fucking billionaire on the debate stage. They wouldn't change the rules to allow a debate on climate change. They wouldn't change the rules to allow a debate on economic justice or racial justice. They wouldn't change the rules so that any person of color could stay in, the, in it. But they'll change the fucking rules for a billionaire. Yeah. Right, so so this this idea that he's saying, well, and, whatever the rules are, we should stick with, is utter fucking horseshit. And by the way, two people from his, literally people working on his campaign, not just Bloomberg supporters, but Bloomberg surrogates, Service. are on the fucking DNC rules committee. I mean, this is unbelievable that this isn't legal. But it, so, it, and the the fact that they ask this, and everyone clearly was prepared for the answer. Had they'd thought about it, and like they've clearly they talk about this in their campaign, mm-hmm. uh, that, that this came out uh, just a day after this Washington Post article, calling for the end of primaries, essentially that we should we should turn it back over to to purely being super delegates and no voters whatsoever, the way it used to be like back before women could vote. Essentially, yeah. they would just have a convention and pick the nominee, like yeah. the party so, elites. Would just pick so the I want to read a little bit from this article. And also debunk it with some lines from some other articles here. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. But the the title of the article was such a red flag. They changed it later. It was so I, bad. Yeah, I, I don't know what it what it is now. But the original title was "It's time to give the elites a bigger say in choosing the president." And this is this is hilarious because this is part of Washington Post's "Democracy Dies in Darkness" series, and they're literally calling for the end of democracy with this article. This is fucking outrageous. Uh, so this is a, this, the first premise here is is trying to establish that the, the the process is so chaotic that it allows people like Donald Trump in, and we don't even know if we can unify the party. So here, here's this this first uh, first line here: Independent Bernie Sanders seems to be leading in the votes or leading in popular votes. Seems they say seems as though we don't really know what the what the <laughs> truth is, as though we can't go look it up, right? Uh, while upstart Pete Buttigieg is ahead in actual uh, the actual delegate count, there's also the question of whether either one or any of the candidates can bring together uh, can bring the party together moving forward. So basically, this this idea that like oh we have to unify the party uh, after after the primary, and that no one will want to do no one will want to unify behind Bernie, even if he has the most amount of votes, which completely uh, blows apart the notion that they actually care about defeating Trump. You know, the, the idea that you have the strongest candidate with the most votes and the most amount of money and the most amount of volunteers, and you're like, nope, I don't want it. Like, you, then you don't give a shit about Trump. You stop pretending. So here's some, some math that also refutes this idea that Bernie can't unify, unify the party. Bernie is, is, of all the people that are running that don't support Bernie, Bernie is, is by far the most popular second choice. Right. So if people don't get the one they want, they're more than likely to favor Bernie. That's that's what you need for a party unifier. Uh, this this is from uh, an Atlantic article called uh, uh, "Regular Democrats Just Don't Worry About Bernie." Uh, a Monmouth University poll last week found that not only is Bernie Sanders' favorability rating among Democrats nationally seventy one percent was higher than his top five rivals, but also his unfavorable unfavorable rating 
is 19%, was tied for second lowest. Sanders' net favorability rating was six points higher than Liz Warren, 16 points higher than Joe Biden, 18 points higher than Buttigieg, 23 points higher than Amy Klobuchar, and a whopping 40% higher, 40 points higher than that of Michael Bloomberg. Right. So among ordinary Democrats, Sanders is strikingly popular, even with voters who favor his rivals. Uh, He sparks less opposition, in some cases far less than his major competitors. On paper, he appears well positioned to unify the party should he win the presidential nomination. So the the Atlantic usually is pretty like right wing neolib bullshit. But this was like I remembered reading this and being like, oh, shit, this is actually a really good article. Uh, So jumping back to the the WAPO. some critics, uh, some critiques point to nominees such as Donald Trump lacking in conventional qualifi- qualifications uh, and appreciation for democratic norms as proof the nomination shouldn't be too democratic. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> the reforms that some. created, yeah, and then of course they, they go to McGovern here. Um, the reforms that created the modern primary system in the 1970s opened the door to too much uncertainty. Uh, and to divisive nominees such as George McGovern in 1972. So it's just like, of course, to go back to McGovern. McGovern ran against uh, Nixon when Nixon had like a 70% favorability rating, right? He was the, the idea yeah, that... Watergate, like this is, you know... Right, right. And he also, Nixon ran on ending the, the Vietnam War twice, which is like, <laughs> I don't know how you you do that twice, but... Uh, so yeah, the, the the idea essentially they're trying to say that well Bernie might be popular with Democrats, he was gonna he's gonna lose to Trump, which of course, the Hill reported today is completely untrue. Against everyone, uh, Trump is winning, except for Bernie. Yeah. So, yeah. and so this 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 Wapo article ends with a basically saying that we should still have voters vote for their preference but that their vote won't actually count for anything, and it will be only superdelegates that get to decide, uh, taking into consideration who people preferred, right? So uh, a process in which intermediate representatives elected delegates who understand the priorities of their constituents, right, when has that ever happened, uh, yeah. can, can bargain. They can bargain without being bound to specific candidates, uh, and they might actually produce nominees that better reflect what voters want. So just just, just <laughs> then letting just, the voters themselves actually vote that that yeah because people clearly aren't voting because they're too bothered to to worry about it and and they what they really deep down want is for someone to just just pick it for me I don't care who that'll just you'll 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 just I you know better than me and you'll figure out what I really want deep down it's yeah. just it's it's the the scene from uh, you know from Avengers where, where uh, Loki's like you know deep down don't you want to be ruled <laughs> isn't that what you really want <laughs> like that's how fucking evil this is yeah no th- th- this is super fucking heinous and and comically you know I mean I, again I, most people were like this this isn't an onion article this is like an actual headline that the elites you know it's time for the elites to have more power and, and select the nominee but. Uh, I mean, it's so fucking craven and cynical, especially for Warren, who, you know, uh, she's just gone full Hillary. I mean, this debate, I don't have clips of it, but she attacked Bernie for, um, you know, his supporters online. She continued this fucking smear about, like, you know, uh, how Bernie supporters are uniquely, you know, angry and harassing online. Even though, of course, I'm sure all of us can point to 
uh, horrendous things that, you know, Warren supporters and, you know, fucking Biden supporters, or actually, there probably aren't any of those on Twitter, but uh, Harris supporters and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, have said to us. Um, she keeps running with this because all she cares, cares about right now is uh, pulling away from Bernie's support. Like, she doesn't give a fuck that by doing so, she might hand the nomination to Michael Bloomberg or Joe Biden. She has no viable path forward to the nomination. And she's just, you know, bitterly clinging on to the little fucking eight, nine percent that she's going to end up with. Um, and she's going to take Bernie down with her. And and that seems to be her fucking plan at this point. And she's just straight up fucking lying all the time. Now, number one, during the debate, she said that uh, every candidate should be responsible for what their supporters say, which is a preposterous fucking standard that, uh, you know, that anyone be held to. I mean, can you imagine? Number one. Bernie has the most supporters by far of anybody on Twitter. So the fact that people see more, uh, you know, negativity, quote unquote, from them is because there's just more of them online. You know, there's negativity from every candidate. There just happens to be a lot of people that like Bernie Sanders because he's popular and he speaks to a lot of people's needs and, you know, desires. Um, Number two, if that's a standard, then I'd love to hear uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren apologize for Ashley Marie Preston and all her fucking homophobic and, you know, uh, disgusting, vile things that she said as a surrogate for the campaign. Uh, you know, crickets on that one. Yeah, and, and then lied about being a surrogate on TYT, which yeah. is why she's not allowed back. I think that um, now now that uh, Anna is running the ship, which she... I, I've, I've been watching TYT more. It's been a lot it's, better. It's been a lot better. Uh, and, and she's definitely, like, moving further left. Um, but she loves it. She's like, yeah, this is my, that's right. It's my show now. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> she's just, like, very, <laughs> very open about that. But you could tell that, like, that she was not going to let Warren circuits on who were not being honest not, about yeah, who they really worked for. that they were um, working for. You also don't see Adam Green on TYT anymore. He used to go on all the time. And... I mean, I, you know, I, I always kind of got like a weird, like, uh, this guy's kind of griftery, like even during 2016 when he was like, you know, ostensibly su- supporting Bernie, he's, he's the head of the, uh, PCCC, which is a pro- progressive, uh, change ca- uh, campaign committee or whatever it is. They basically, uh, paint themselves as the progressive alternative to the DCCC. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only is he all in for Warren, but. He spends the majority of his time just bashing Bernie. Like, that's all he does now is he, he I, get, I still right. get emails from them, you know, just because I'm curious what they're fucking saying. And all of their messaging is around how Bernie is not a good candidate and how, and how he, he doesn't have the ability to get things done. And now he's going on fucking he went on rising on the, you know, on the hill today. And he was making the case for why it's totally cool if the superdelegates subvert democracy and hand it to Elizabeth Warren on the second on the second ballot like they, they're just it's just mask off completely like they just have no because well, they know they have no viable path so is, she thinks that you know she might get she might going forward get zero delegates like th- there's a good chance based on her polling right. that she doesn't pick up any more delegates yet she thinks that she deserves to be the fucking president well, Are you I, fucking I tweeted this me? i tweeted this earlier i love that you know the, the, the for years these shit lives have been screaming that Hillary Clinton was the rightful heir to the throne because she won the popular vote, you know? And it's just, it's like, did you forget about the electoral college? Because that's how we actually do things. Oh, you, you want to change that? Well, why don't we change that? Oh, wait, but you still want your superdelegates to make sure that Bernie Sanders doesn't win. So, I mean, which, which is it? Which one do you want? Uh, so this is, this is like my, my favorite bit of information I found this week. I actually didn't, I, I saw this a couple weeks ago, 
And then just like hearing all this fucking awful shit about how they no longer believe that the most amount of votes should get to decide. I uh, remember this is from the New York Times. I don't know who did the poll. They may have done it themselves, but they had a little infographic here. Uh, turns out that they, they polled um, people of different political spectrums in uh, Sweden, New Zealand, and the U.S., uh, and, and the most pronounced difference in the results was in the U.S., probably there's a reason for that. But uh, So the title of this graphic is Centrists are the least likely to support free and fair elections. <laughs> so they've, they've got people on the left, they've got people that are centrist, and they've got people on the right, right? And for the U.S., uh, the people on the left and the people on the right are almost tied. It's, it's like 75% to like 72%, uh, respectively, left and right, support, uh, you know, uh, free and fair elections, however that's defined. I would assume that would be one person, one vote. Right. Uh, and then the number of centrists, it is about uh, only about 45% of them, a minority, wow. that say they support wow. free and fair elections. So this, this idea of like the liberal elitist, you know, the centrist that thinks that, you know, I've watched enough episodes of West Wing. I know it's better for everyone. You know, uh, <laughs> don't, don't let the poor serfs decide who gets to rule over them. We know best. You know, we're the, we're the landlords um, in the manager class. Uh, it just you know that when you when you re- see this, it's amazing, and then you you think about the, the, these people who really don't like the, all day long. They talk about democratic values, and they don't fucking believe in it. At the end of the day, they they really yeah. don't think that that poor people should get to. They and they always say, well, those poor people won't even vote in their own interest anyway. So why should we let them? You know, they're they're deplorable. So why should they Everything get to vote? Everything they do is with fucking disdain. They pretend to care about poor and you know low income like or you know uh, protected classes they pretend to care about all of these groups and then when it comes time to actually give them an equitable voice they decide that like oh yeah well we don't really mean any of that of course you know <laughs> we just use you for the votes um and then you know piss on you when you actually you know and decide to, to demand your rights your your rights that you're owed and this is exactly why bernie is going to crush it in nevada and california because the, the people who are going to vote for him in the Latino community, they they know better. Like, they're not going to get placated, right? And Bernie hasn't been reaching out to those people. He's been letting those people run his campaign. His entire immigration platform was written by a 25-year-old Latina girl, right? Or young woman, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say girl. She's 25. Uh, I mean, that's that's incredible. Like, he's <laughs> the... the, the uh, she's know. undocumented too, I believe, right? She's a or she's a dreamer. Yes, correct. Yeah, I don't have her name in front of me right now, but, yeah, yeah, but you know, dream, that's a, you know, that is, um, you know, you've you've got <clears throat> states or regions of states or regions of the country that are becoming majority minority uh, places, right? And and I don't think there's, I mean, this this is a big generalization, but uh, Latino community is probably the most. Uh, I I, I don't want to define this the most (laughs) carefully, you know, I I'm, I'm currently living in in a, in a part of the city that is 95% Latino. Right. Mm -hmm. And it is maybe the most cohesive. That's the word I'm looking for. The most cohesive community I think I've ever lived in. Like there's, there's this, there's like a cultural uh, cohesion there, but there's also, there's like a, a level of, of stability that I don't, think i've seen many other places and when i say stability i mean like the people who make up like the neighborhood association Mm -hmm. are 
like they're not going to let the neighborhood gentrify and let a bunch of developers come in here and and change the neighborhood like they are extremely organized um they just got a a a, a uh, city council measure passed to block all demolitions in uh this this part of the city in this neighborhood because what what developers are doing is going in and buying a perfectly good uh, you know, like what, they, what we call two flat or three flat apartments. Usually they're built in 19 teens, 20s, uh, two, three stories tall. Each story is a different apartment, you know, maybe one, two, three bedroom apartment. You know, you could fit a whole family in there, right? Yeah. And a lot, what the, the argument that a lot of urbanists or uh, developers have is, oh, well, we want to increase density because the more density, the less energy people use and the more they'll take transit and that's good for the environment and climate justice and all that. Well, the problem is what they're doing right now is they're going in and knocking down a, a building that could hold two, three families, and they're putting in a single-family mansion. So they're 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 removing density. It's what they call deconversion, right? And because of that, the population of the neighborhood has declined by twenty thousand people over the last, I think, fifteen years, wow. right? And almost all of those were Latino families. So they went to to city council and said, "We want a we want a ban on demolitions." Now, you, it's, it's usually the people that, that will oppose that say, well, it's my property. I can do whatever I want. And they basically said, well, we're a community that doesn't want to see perfectly good homes getting knocked down, and you're putting up a house that less people will fit in. And they got it passed. The city lawyer said, I don't see anything wrong with this, so they did it. Now, it's, it's only temporary, but it's still, it's like I've never heard of this happening before where an entire, uh, you know, several square miles, no one's allowed to tear down a house now. And, and build anything new, right? And that ha- I don't think that that would happen in any other community that wasn't so cohesive. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, so you know, in terms of uh, you know giving it to the superdelegates and everyone on stage, except for Bernie Sanders saying that they don't believe in democracy, um, th- this should be a bigger story. But of course, as as we mentioned, they're fucking burying it. NBC took it off of their stream. You know, nobody's really reporting on that. You think that would be like front page news, but again, it's just the media doing their job of completely covering for the elites. Um, and uh, Liz Warren has just fucking, uh, you know, uh, gone off, gone off a cliff. Like I, I've never, my respect level for a politician has never dropped so far so fast as it has for Liz Warren since the start of this primary. Really? Like I, Did you you think like maybe two years ago you had a higher like you felt like she was in the ballpark of Bernie? No, I don't think I've... Well, I mean, I don't think I've felt like she's in the ballpark of Bernie since, like, pre-2015. But, like, yeah. you know. Uh, but but I still was like, you know what? She sucks, kind of, but she's, like, the second best senator. Like, was kind of the thing pre, you know, this election. Like, I was like, well, yeah, she sh- she's a shitty capitalist, and she's not good on Israel, and she's, you know, bad on blah, blah, blah. But, like, man, she's not quite as bad, and she says she supports Medicare for... You know, like, all this shit that we were like, well... You know, like, I don't like her and I don't support her, but, like, she's at least better than Biden or, or, you know, Amy or Buttigieg. Like, she's just completely proven herself to be Hillary Clinton 2.0. Like, she's just completely uh, shown that she has zero fucking principles, zero, you know, this whole this whole thing about, like, oh, she has bad political instincts. Yes, that's true. I think that's, you know, the, the DNA test was certainly a good example of that. But I think it's it speaks to a deeper issue of her her soul like she is she's just has no fucking principles whatsoever she doesn't have any conviction she doesn't really believe in anything she clearly is just a career politician 
uh, who, you know, a, a careerist, I should say, not a career politician, but she's a careerist who uh, decided to use whatever, you know, uh, whatever lane she thought she could use to get to where she wanted to get. And, you know, at first it was, oh, I'm going to be, I'm just like Bernie. I'm a, I'm a progressive and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, oh, well, Bernie, you know, he's going too far. And I, I I'm going to take a half a slice rather than nothing at all. And, you know, and, and she, she's just going to ping pong back and forth, uh, you know, just with no principles whatsoever. Uh, just today, just fucking today. So last week she sent down an email and she said this during a debate too. She's like, well, me and Amy are the only two candidates. And of course, just, you know, weaponizing her gender again uh including amy klobuchar who you'd think if she was progressive would be the furthest ideological person from her imaginable uh but she doesn't seem to think so um she's like me and amy are the only one the only two candidates up on this stage who aren't either billionaires or taking money from super PACs. um and so the obvious that was a fucking lie yeah the obvious (laughs) the obvious thing of that is um what super back is Bernie Sanders taking money from? <laughs> so, you know, and again, I, Bernie's too fucking nice. I would have been like, you're a fucking liar. Like, no, that's that, that's not true. I don't take any money from super PACs. As a matter of fact, you take a ton of uh, dirty money. You just have lied about it. You know, she transferred in $11 million from her Senate fund, where in which she didn't have any restrictions on taking corporate money. She took a ton of corporate money, and all of that money came from her Senate fund, uh, had strings attached to it. But on top of that... After she went on a whole fucking tangent in the last debate about not taking money from super PACs, today it, we found out she's been taking money from the Resist Pack. And the Resist Pack was not established last week. It was established in October of 2019. So, you know, they've just now started doing ad buys for her, but... It wasn't just a retooling of, of Hillary's super PAC, so, too? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was, it's the Persist Pack, which is a retooling of the Resist <laughs> Pack. Um God. Yeah, no, I'm not even making this up. And uh, the one of the uh, the the, the financial uh, co-chairs is, um, or the treasurers rather, um, is someone that was uh, involved with uh, Onward Together Pack, which was Hillary Clinton's super PAC. So yes, right. it's it's a again Hillary 2.0. She fucking lies and misrepresents her opponents. And then this was her answer when when pressed about it in a in a in a uh, you know press gaggle or whatever. Do you want the super PAC supporting you to stand? Do you want the super PAC supporting you to stand down? So look, the first day I got in this race over a year ago, I said I hope every presidential candidate who comes in will agree: no super PACs for any of us. I renewed that call dozens of times, and I couldn't get a single Democrat to go along with me. Finally, we reached the point a few weeks ago where all of the men who are still in this race and on the debate stage, all had either super PACs or they were multi-billionaires and could just, you know, rummage around in their sock drawers and find enough money to be able to fund a campaign. And the only people who didn't have them were the two women. And at that point, there are some women around the country who said, you know, that's just not right. So here's where I stand. If all the candidates want to get rid of super PACs, count me in. I'll lead the charge. But that's how it has to be. It can't be the case that a bunch of people keep them and only one or two don't.
What's so, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I mean, uh, yeah, the men, all stupid men have it. Like, it just, you're so pathetic. You're so fucking pathetic that you have no fucking principles whatsoever that all you can do is fucking fall back on your fucking genitals. Like, that's that's literally all you're doing. Like, you, Amy Klobuchar has none, shares none of your supposed fucking policy goals, although I suspect shares a lot more than we realize. And the or only thing in common is that you share the same, presumably, set of genitalia. And that's literally all you fucking are using because you have nothing left of substance to your campaign. You fucking allowed these fucking Clinton, you know, bottom feeders to drag your campaign down to the fucking muck and made you give up on every progressive policy that you claim to support. And now what do you have? You have fucking nothing. You have Hillary's failed fucking 2016 strategy. I hope it fucking works out really great for you. We don't get a single delegate in fucking Super Tuesday. I love how she just repeatedly directly contradicts herself. Not like at, at two ends of the of the speech, but just one after another where she'll say, you know, I, I, I could recommitted to not taking evil dark money Dozens of times, and then I stopped. It's like, yep. so that means you lied every single time. I lied dozens of times, but I was forced to because of the men. So and look. then she says, and then my favorite part is, is when she says, you know, if everyone else wants to get rid of their super PACs, then, then I'll join them. I'll lead the way. Like, no, 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 no. You can't lead the way if you're waiting for everyone else to do it first, again, Liz. Bernie that's Sanders a fucking direct a fucking contradiction. It's a fucking you lie. can't literally, you cannot say, if everyone does it first, then I will join them and I will lead the way. You're the last one, not the first one. Leading means you did it first, Liz. Elizabeth Warren is a fucking liar and a fucking snake. Bernie Sanders does not have a super PAC. It's just not fucking true. The, the, what they cite is a fucking technicality that the Nur- National Nurses United is organized as a PAC. National Nurses United does not take outside contributions. The only people that contribute to National Nurses United are its 118 or 185,000 members, all of whom are fucking union nurses. Like that, that's right. not, you know, they're not fucking buying. It's scary. Yeah, I know. Scary. It's scary. A bunch of fucking well, low wage the nurses. Union spy, that, you know. um, what is it? Uh, the fucking the guy that got fished from the DNC, uh, where all the, the leaks came from originally. Um, Hillary Clinton's guy. What's his name? Starts Podesta. With Podesta. Yeah. yeah. He he said about Nurses United that they're a bunch of radicals and they're not a real union. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you know the history <laughs> of labor organizing with unions? So Pete Buttigieg also lied about this and said that Bernie uh, is taking dark money from nine different organizations. And in that in that list, apparently, was included Our Revolution, which isn't even a, a PAC. No, it's a, it's a uh, nonprofit. Yeah. He also included the Sunrise Movement, which is just a bunch of kids that fucking go and occupy, you know, do sit-ins. Nancy Pelosi's 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 like, that's a fucking dark money group. Mm-hmm. You know, and and listening to Pete Buttigieg, uh, Cape concern for the culinary union in Las Vegas was oh, was just so the gross. most disgusting thing last night. Where he's like, I, Vile. I, you know, I totally care about the. He used to work, fucking work for a, a firm that did union busting, right? That was part of his job was to union bust. Your firm was caught fixing bread prices, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he's pretending as you know Bernie is the one that's that's anti union. It's just it's like it's so fucking laughable. And I and and I it's it, I wouldn't care so much, but people are are clearly looking to the debates for maybe the first time in my life for actual input on who to vote for as evidenced by seeing these poll numbers, you know, wildly swing one way or the other based on these performances. I I don't know what the ratings have been for these debates, but it seems like they 
are make it a big difference. Uh, and, and maybe not everyone watches it live, but they, they watch enough clips of it uh, to, to really swing one way or the other. It's, um, you know, it was definitely a shit show last night, but I mean, it, it's, if people really are watching to decide who to vote for, it seems like Bernie is doing better and better and better because of yeah. it. No, and, and, you know, and Bernie had a great debate last night. Uh, you know, people saying Liz Warren won. I, I don't necessarily agree. I think you need to actually tell the truth in order to be considered the winner of debate. Right. Um, you know, but she certainly had a better debate than she's had in recent weeks. But, I mean, regardless, what she did was take Mike Bloomberg down 10 pegs, as did Bernie, as did uh, Biden, as did Klobuchar, even. Uh, She's so, way taller than him, too. He's so fucking Oh, my tiny. God. It's so funny. Way, He's shorter way than everybody. <laughs> I know. He's fucking shorter He's so than Liz tiny. Warren. It was He's so shorter than Pete Buttigieg, too. Like, you see those huge lifts that Buttigieg has on his shoes oh, yeah. to look taller. Uh, and then... <laughs> They just just and the fact that they put like Bernie and, and Biden in the middle, you know, and then like put put Bloomberg way down at the end by himself. Yeah, <laughs> just like the two tall ones, uh, and they they put Biden, uh, Bloomberg on the wing because it was like, oh, we knew we knew he would look like a fucking pipsqueak dweeb compared to them, but he still looked like one because he just he just sits there in his fucking smug, yeah. like rich elitist, like oh well, I'm from. Uh, where, he was like, where's your part? Uh, where, where's your tax haven? Bernie said to him, he's like, well, I live in New York City. Thank you very much. I was like, you really think that's like endearing yourself to voters? You <sighs> fucking dickhead. No, like, they really, they really. I don't understand. I know there's cities where people think that like their city is the only city that matters, right? But that doesn't play well when you're running for president, honestly. Um, so we we played the first clip of of Warren. Uh, eviscerating Bloomberg, but there was a second one that we're, we're, I don't think we need to play the whole thing or, or play it all, really. But she, it's a much longer clip anyway, but it was where uh, Bloomberg was getting grilled for having, what, 60 women accuse him of sexual harassment and having all, yeah. these, all these NDAs, all these non-disclosure agreements where they're not allowed to talk about it. Right, which, you know, if you're a, a billionaire 60 times over, chances are you can hire lawyers to bully people into signing NDAs. Right, and you say, "Oh, well, you're going to tell, you're going to accuse me of something." Well, I can sue you into oblivion for defamation, uh, or you can sign this NDA and, and nothing, you know, won't do anything worse to you. Right, and Warren was right to go after from him for that, and he, you know, she said, "What did he just say was his reason that? Uh, oh, some women didn't find my jokes funny," and literally the crowd starts like ooing again, like ooh, and then fucking Bloomberg does a full eye roll. Like literally, mm-hmm. like tilts his head back and rolls his eyes back into his head yeah, and like closes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And if Bernie ever did that, oh. it would be nonstop news about that. Bernie rolls his eyes at, at women, but no one mentioned it. I haven't heard anyone fucking mention it. It's like everyone just listened to the debate and didn't watch it. And I, I was, oh my god, is anyone going to fucking say anything about that? Bloomberg just fucking literally, and even it even was, the way he yeah. he responded to the question from the the woman on the um, moderator panel. Was like, look, you know, look, <laughs> listen, you're broad. I gotta uh, yeah. tell you, let me tell you about, yeah. No, well, you gonna, just you gonna let me have my full time? For anybody, like, yeah, <sighs> he, he, for anybody that's not giving him something that he wants, like he, he's just, he has never been told, no, like he hasn't been told no in fifteen fucking years. Like he doesn't understand why these people are being so mean to him. Like he doesn't. <laughs> no, and especially women, when you're getting grilled about. The way you treat women, and the first thing you do is to snap at the moderator, who's a woman. <laughs> yeah, great, and, great look, great, and great. demand your full amount of time, which he had gotten already. Uh, you know, every other time. So He's I, like, I, I assume I'm going to get my full minute and 15 seconds. Uh, it's like, 
yeah, dude, like you're <laughs> wasting your time right now. You oh my god. Dick. So, I mean, yeah, Liz Warren won the debate against Mike Bloomberg, <laughs> undoubtedly. Sure. But uh, you know, just just there was one point where she was attacking everybody. On the stage, she was like, "Well, do you did this and you did." It was like it she attacked. Me the- Amy was so mad. She was. She, Amy at one point said, "All right, that's it." Like it, as as Warren yeah. was. I, I I think that was like, "All right, that's it. Fuck you, bit." Like I'm not. We're, it, we're not just, doing this bullshit anymore. Oh, I know. Well, it was great because there was one point where uh, Liz tried to jump in and defend Amy, but like made it all about herself. And like completely, like Amy was like smiling like that fucking bitch because you could tell that like like Amy was having her own moment. Pete interrupted, and then Liz jumped in and made it about herself. And yeah. Amy was just like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, this was this was my fucking moment. You took it away from me, Liz." And then the next time she gets attacked, Liz didn't say shit. So yep. clearly, it was periodic convenience. But yeah, there was there was there was a moment, another moment where Liz was just attacking everybody on the stage with one answer, you know. And it reminded me of like the IG Eleven from Mandalorian, where he's just like spinning around shooting everybody at the same time, and you're like, "That's the what." The fuck but, you shitty doing? And, <laughs> but shitty and disingenuous, yeah. Right, and actually, and like, not, not awesome. hitting anybody in, at yeah, all, yeah. but just, like, flailing wildly. It, it, it really reeked of desperation. Like, I, I I remember that exact moment, and she was like, well, and Amy, Amy's plan's a post-it note. Pete, Pete doesn't even have a plan. He has a slogan cooked up by... And it's like, you know, there, were, there was truth to some of what she was saying, but it was like, you were just clearly trying to... Uh, I don't know what she's trying to do. She's trying to get in as many blows as possible on everybody. And it's like, she's claiming that her path to electability, despite the fact that she may have no delegates, is that she's the unity candidate, that she can unify both parts of the party. (laughs) It's so fucking funny that these people are so unaware of what they're doing. Uh, Again, with her contradictions, where she had this... um press statement or she she part of it was was spoken and part of it was like a longer press statement that they put out where she attacked everybody at the same time she's saying that we shouldn't be attacking each other and we need to unite the party and it's it's like does do you not hear yourself do you not are you just that unaware of the words you're saying out loud uh you know she she went to this conference and uh, amy goodman was the moderator asking very delicate questions, you know, because Amy's not, a, not that much of an attacker, uh, Amy Goodman. And she's like, well, what do, you, what do you think about the fact that, you know, Iowa and New Hampshire decide so much of the way people vote and they're almost all white? Should that change? And her response, Amy, or Liz Warren's response was, I'm just a player in the game. Well, and then she snapped her first. She was like, oh, I, I can't believe you You think I'm going to insult one of the first two voting states. Like, she snapped her, and she was like, I'm just asking you a question. And then, yeah. yeah, and then she was like, yeah, and then that was where the I'm just a player in the game comment came from, which is everything you need to know about Liz Warren in one sentence. Listen, I'm a leader, and if everyone falls in line and does it first, then I'm all with them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? This is, this is exactly why nobody likes her, is because she She's is... She's disingenuous. She, right. And at least, you know, Amy Klobuchar is like, no, I'm, I'm a fucking centrist. Like, that's all I'm ever going <laughs> to yeah, be. No, I, I re- <laughs> I, I, I've said that, but we, we said that a bunch. I like, I don't, I'll never vote for Amy. I fucking respect her way more than I respect Liz because she's not bullshitter. Like, she'll tell you, I don't fucking, I'm not going to do anything for you. I don't want to do anything for you. Oh, did I, you, you know, like, did I you don't. see the, the clip of Amy Klobuchar <laughs> talking to the, uh, the, the culinary uh, workers Union, it was like oh, all, all Latina oh, women. And she's like, well, so back crazy. in Spanish class, my Spanish name was Agua. It's like whatever it was. She's like, well, my name is Amy, but in Spanish class, they call me Elena. Yeah. And, and nobody <laughs> clapped. And nobody clapped. It was so awkward. It was, like the- it was literally like, did you write this? Did you write the dialogue to be 
awkward on purpose like is this oh, a fucking oh god and, and 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 even worse so during the town halls they did the town halls the night before the debate um Amy told the fucking snow woman joke again. She told the blizzard joke again, again, again. This gotta, is it's, it's reprehensible. Like we every play comedian, a clip of, of her like repeating that same joke over and over oh and over God, and getting like no laughs. Every every fucking like every comedian on the planet, even every hack comedian on the planet knows that once you say a joke on TV, you can't use that joke again, let alone multiple times. Like it, like in a, in a course of you know. A campaign like Ryan Grimm uh, was saying that he's he followed her around the campaign trail and he heard it no less than like five times. He said, you know, at different speeches. It's just it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Ugh. Oh, well, God. at least she's, you know, <laughs> at least she's authentically awful. <laughs> yeah, instead no, of for sure. Trying to be both things at once and failing at both at the same time. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, just just awful shit. But uh, by the way, someone also. <laughs> Uh, posted an article from uh, 2016 where Liz Warren said, I do not believe in superdelegates. I'm I'm really glad she stuck to her principles on that one. Um, Just fucking such a snake. We're living in the Black Mirror episode. I I swear. And the notion that if you hold on to your principles like Bernie does, that that is considered to be a liability. Like, that's what makes you unelectable. Mm -hmm. Like, these... I can't believe that this is just incompetence on the part of the you know the people who do all this consulting on all these lobbyists uh, behalf. You know, it's it's they know they really do know how bad it is for people, and they don't care. They are fine with that system. This is the system that that gets them money, that gets them the job they want, is protecting the status quo. And when they see someone that's pliable, they think, great, that's money. That's that's I, I've got somebody who will bend to the whims of capital and that's where they want to be. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, the good news is um, everyone admitted that Bernie's going to win last night. Everyone on that <laughs> stage admitted that Bernie's going to win. So we're going to win, guys. Like, the, So everyone on that stage basically is like, well, yeah, no, obviously Bernie's going to go into convention with the most delegates. Um, the question is, how big is he going to win? And that's where we come in. We have to make sure that we fucking triple our efforts. Everyone, you know, everyone involved in the campaign in any capacity, whether that's talking about it to coworkers, talking about it to your your relatives, your parents, you know, donating to the campaign, canvassing, fucking text, phone banking, you know, anything you can do to help this move this campaign forward. And, you know, share the dank memes. Go to our Facebook page. Facebook, Move Left Idiots. I, people on there don't even know we're a podcast. They're like, I, you're a podcast too? I didn't know that because I've been posting so many fucking Where best can memes. I find the podcast? I'm not trying uh, to be a dick. It's like, where can I find the podcast? Oh, like, I know. Poor guy. Well, he was looking specifically page, for a link to Spotify. And he's like, why aren't you on Spotify? And I was like, because we already pay for SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, it's a good mix of like things we curate and things we make ourselves or that I make. I, I made one last night. And it's. Um, uh, oh, the guy's name, the fucking actor we were talking about before the show, uh, Paul Reiser, mm. uh, his character, Burke from Aliens, who is like the, the best fucking slimy corporate shithead of any movie ever, especially in the 80s. Uh, and I just took the Pete Booty Judge, um, you know, logo header and put it on there. Uh, and it's just like Pete Booty Judge, 
because this installation has a substantial dollar value attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, do what you can, because, you know, right now, 538 has him predicted to win about 15,000 delegates. You need about 19,000 to get, uh, you know, the nomination. 1,900. Or, excuse me, yeah, 1,500, 1,900. You need about 1,900 to get it on the first uh, ballot, but again... This well, is this I, is supposing that everyone's going to stay in the race, and once he starts winning states, and if he fucking dominates on Super Tuesday, number one, people are going to drop out. Number two, if a lot of people still stay in the race, they're actually going to consolidate the votes, and they're they're going to keep everyone else below the threshold. He could take outsized numbers of delegates in a lot of these states. Right. So there, there's a real sweet spot though, because if there's not enough that he doesn't have the majority, then we're fucked, right? Yeah. And they're going to fuck him. Um, but we want there to be still enough people running that people aren't getting any delegates right yeah. below that threshold. Um, I, I saw or, those 538 numbers, though. They're still predicting that, like, Biden uh, and Bloomberg are both going to take in, like, 300 delegates each. Which is just not going to happen. On Super Tuesday, which is just like, there's no fucking way that that is going to happen. So I, I don't believe their predictions at all. Well, and, and look, and their models are based on polls, but those polls are sure to fucking dip after Bloomberg's awful performance and Biden's just mm-hmm. irrelevant. So there's a good chance we could wrap this thing up on Super Tuesday. Not literally, but ostensibly getting enough delegates to the point where it's like clear that Bernie, given the path forward, is going to get the requisite number of delegates to have a majority. And then it's just fucking, you know, trying to fend off their their vicious tax. Because if you think they're bad now, when they realize all hope is lost, they're going to fucking try everything imaginable to take him down. Like, oh, they yeah. They do not care. Yeah, I, I forget what article it was, but they, they said... Um, a dire warning that Bernie is unstoppable. <laughs> Goddamn like, right is, we are. This is the, 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 the dire warning that he's unstoppable. Like, whose side are you on? If he's unstoppable, then you got your candidate to beat Trump. But yeah. of course, they don't care about being Trump. Nope. They only care about being Bernie because Bernie is the only real threat to the status quo. He's the only threat to their billions. Uh, Trump is not. Yeah. You know what he should say? You're goddamn fucking right. We're unstoppable. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna mow through you like Justin Jackson through the fucking you know weak ass uh, secondaries of teams right, right into the end zone. It's, it's like it's like that weak ass fucking like white person chant. We are unstoppable. Another world is possible. <laughs> God, I hate. I, hate I, hate, I so sorry. I I've been to so, so many, I know, I know. so many fucking street protests, and like the the chance that some white people come up with are They're so, so cringe. They're so cringe. Weak, and and I only say that because like I've been to, you know, street marches for for uh, you know the the young black men that were killed by police, and black people come up with way better chants and they're way better at chanting. It's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah, no, no justice, no peace is a lot better than 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 that unstoppable fucking nonsense. I I don't even love the "this is what democracy looks like" chant. Like, I just feel like it's very it's so cheerleading. Not, yeah, doesn't flow well. It doesn't mean anything. I, I'll like, tell you, my favorite one I ever heard was uh, "Every cop in the ground, rest in power, Michael Brown." I was oh, like, that's that's, awesome. that's fucking good. That's good. <laughs> uh, uh, hang on one second. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I think that pretty much covers everything we want to cover. That's but yeah. we're gonna fucking win. Keep doing everything you can. Keep acting like we're twenty points down, but we're gonna fucking win. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and we will, you know, that's that's pretty much it. So uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook if you want to, you know, join the conversation there. It's facebook.com slash idiots. Uh, soundcloud.com slash move left we are on uh, patreon if you want to support the show patreon.com slash move left merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left merch i am on twitter at move underscore left and i'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah we'll see you next week